afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rockology, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. Oh yeah, it is. I That's Pat Francis right there. And I am sitting across from Gary Lucy. Yeah, Gary Lucy! To, what is up? To our right is Matt Belknap. That's Woo! me. Introduce yourself. Matty B on the back cut. <laughs> <laughs> Drug free. So put the crack up. Since, uh, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> since our last episode, I was taken to see an artist in concert that I had no desire to go see. Oh, who is that? He's a very relevant artist in the year 2012. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. He created something called Ant Music. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking Ant. about Adam Ant. Now, that was a good show, I bet. That was a good show. It was at the Mayan Theater, which uh, is very, like, rock and rolly. Sure. Like, it's very, it's not like, when you when they put theater at the end of it, you know, <laughs> you think of something, like, that's going to be highbrow. Yeah. But this is, like, very, like, industrial-looking inside, and... And uh, the biggest shock was when I got up and I saw the marquee and it said sold out. Sure it did. So, um, <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah, Adamant had, uh, he had a, a whole bunch of uh, young guns with him, you know, so it wasn't like. Oh, he didn't have his old time. You know, it wasn't Adam and the Ants. It was uh, just Adam Ant. He had Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yep. Wow. He had uh, Lou Diamond Phillips uh, doing his <laughs> best. uh amazing. But uh, wow, he had two drummers. Oh yeah, that that Burundi beat didn't get you away. Yeah. And it was. transforming. And the band was great. And uh, he sounded real good, and he uh, he he dressed the part. He had the uh, the is it a bolo jacket or whatever he has yeah, on he matador jacket. Wore a pirate hat the entire show. <laughs> Whoa, maybe he's a. Little... And it was so hot in the mind theater <laughs> that he must have lost. That, Gary, that's what you need to do instead of doing this insanity. Go to the you wear, <laughs> go to the mind theater, dance around for two hours with a pirate hat on. Sing your head. goody two shoes and, uh... <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he sang uh, he sang all the songs I knew except. Uh, Except friend or foe. Oh no! I think friend or foe has a lot of uh, horns at the beginning, so maybe that's why they didn't do it. Did he sing "Beat My Guest"? I like that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he sang that one, but he uh, he was great. He was Wait. great. I was surprised. My friend Suzanne took me. That's awesome. And the way that she took me was, if I buy the tickets, will you go? I'm like, <laughs> I guess. That's, I'm, I can't different. believe she likes him. Oh, she loves him. Yeah, loves loves the uh, loves the adamant. How's he holding up? Is he looking like? Uh um, at all, he got no, he looked. Uh, he looked. You know, he had a he had a pirate shirt on under a bolo jacket, and he had a sash. So uh, <laughs> he looks fine. He wore a costume like very they, very slimming. Like they do in yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so yeah, it was fun. And they, they they played very fast, like almost like Ramones type fast. Oh man, hmm. it's pretty lucky. cool. That's so great. And the opening band, God, I wish I could remember their name. It was just a guitarist and a drummer. Uh huh. Oh, the White Stripes. It wasn't the White Stripes, <laughs> but that's the first thing I go. Oh, they were going White Stripes, and it was great. Was it Jeff the Brotherhood? No. Oh. I posted a picture and I tweeted a picture of the can marquee. Can you look it up? Isn't that something online? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I can look it up. Text Suzanne, maybe. Yeah, Gary, you talk for a second. I'm going to look at um, this picture. I would like to plug a movie that I saw this huh? over this time. It's um, it, it would be of great interest to uh, any comedy fan. It's called uh, Sleepwalk With Me, the Mike Birbiglia mm-hmm. movie. Have you yeah. seen that? It's now uh, available on demand. Cool. Awesome movie. It's very yeah, very well done. It's about his problems with uh, sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and it's also like like kind of the B stories how he's like breaking into comedy and he just he gets it just right, just like of those early days of of sucking of sucking and starting <laughs> yeah. to do comedy. But um, great performances from like Henry Lee Phillips and uh, Jesse Klein is in there and Mark Maron is in there. It's just really good. And uh, the one thing I don't get about this movie, and, and uh, tell me if you guys are on the same page because I, I think I think we have the same attitude. There's 
a certain like like a a, a boy comedian uh, half of them they're terrified of commitment you know they're like like the three of us we're we're, we're happily married we mm-hmm. think we got the better end of the deal I think all mm-hmm. three of us you yeah know, and and we're like hanging on for dear life Mike Birbiglia. Uh, his girlfriend this is played by Lauren Ambrose of uh, Six Feet Under fame, the f- saucy redhead and everything mm-hmm. like that. Okay, so this isn't okay. Now I'm uh, so it's this not a documentary. It's yeah. not a documentary. And it's not his. It's not his uh, Waff Broadway show. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. Cool. It's thanks a, for it's thanks a, for it's a fictionalization with like not not real characters. Like they're, okay. they're they're playing characters, but they're all based on real people. Right. Right. Okay. Like Mark Maron doesn't play Mark Maron. No, he plays like some other. Kind okay. Of cool. Like, yeah. It's seriously like Mark Maroon. Like did you see it? Did you see it? No. No. Okay. But he's so like. He's he, like he's so like racked up about not being able to commit to Lauren Ambrose mm. that he's sleepwalking and not just sleepwalking, but like diving out a second story window. <laughs> and I was like, you know, dude, look at you. You know, you're like, you know, he's he's, he's not a bad looking guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I don't get that mindset. Like certainly certainly Jimmy's not like that or a lot of comedians you can name are very happily married. But a lot of yeah. these comedy boys are married to like very accomplished women. And they're just they go on and on about. Yeah, she's lucky. I could do way better than her. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's enough to make you walk from the room. Punching the chops. Right. They need a pop in the puss. Yeah. No, but uh, definitely see. Uh, I'm going to check that out now. Yeah. I think okay. maybe some people. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about Mike Birbiglia yeah. per se, but maybe it's a, a certain sect of the comedian yeah. uh, mindset is you have to have an inflated so- sense of self to even, to even get on stage and, and I perform. Think so maybe that transfers over to relationships a little bit. Yeah. And then you hear the, all these, oh, I hate this so much when comedians go, you gotta be a little bit fucked up and crazy to be a comedian. Like, all right. Okay. Whatever. That's your crush. You know what the truth is about that is that every single person on the planet is a little bit yes. fucked up. And yes. and yes. the so ones just, who are artists yeah. are expressing it and yeah. you go, Oh wow, that person's fucked up. Yeah. The people who are accountants are keeping it inside <laughs> right. and, and you don't see it yeah, until and, they fucking murder somebody. Right, or, or jump out the window. <laughs> yeah. So um Oh, so the band that opened for, and I liked on the marquee, they put the uh, they put the D for Adamant, uh, they put it backwards, because that's how his logo is. Oh, so nice. But uh, Brothers of Brazil. Don't that's know what, them. Wait, no, I thought that was who you Brothers, just said. Yeah, Jeff well, the Brotherhood. Well, yeah. Oh, Jeff the You were close. Yeah, Brothers of Brazil, they were fantastic. They both sang co-lead. The drummer, uh, his drum set was sideways ah. on the uh, on the thing. Like it that. was cool it was kind of hmm. cool yeah Where, did it have a brazilian flavor no it didn't it was hmm. very uh punky but uh but listenable you know how some punk rock is just like <laughs> but uh, yeah it was very good brothers you of just brazil. my favorite you gonna look some up mm, no no okay i thought you were like you're full i'm like oh maybe that's gonna pop some i'll try to play some next time well we got a full docket because we have like a, we do i have tons jam, of songs because show. gary picked a topic that I think I'm pretty sure that the word that we're looking for in the songs this week is the word that is most used in songs. I think that in pop I, music, for yeah. Sure, I think yeah. number. I'm pretty sure number two is the word blue. Hmm, really? And, and number one is what, Gary? Uh, well, why don't you play this uh, intro song and okay. uh, let's see if they can guess it. I don't know which great, is here. featuring the great Jack Jones and uh, this will take you to that special place, Hollywood. Hello, doing? Isaac. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Gopher. How are you? <laughs> Doc, sup? Hey, Isaac. Back of the boat. <laughs> Love. It's life's sweetest reward. Exciting. Oh, sorry. It's the next verse. Barbie Benton's on this episode. Hey, look. There's Phyllis Diller. Oh, <laughs> Phyllis Diller. Hey, it's Judy and Audrey Landers. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> 
Well, Sonny Bono's on. Who's he going to play, Gary? <laughs> Deacon Dark. Yes. Smash it, smash it. Well, damn it if that isn't Norman Fell. <laughs> <laughs> James Cagney? He's still alive? <laughs> what? <laughs> How'd they get him? Is that Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> no, this is just nonsensical. It's dead as hey, well. there's Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> no, she wasn't on. Oh, it's all about love. Love. How can we spread the love? And Gary goes, let's just do like love. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so hard because there's going to be. You could do, we could do a season with this. Oh, I mean, I opened up the iTunes and it was like uh, 5,000 songs. Love. Let me just, just put it this way. I got six songs for the play out. <laughs> That's how crazy this topic is. Yeah, I had a play. We won't use my, uh, my play in song, but um, because well, let's, Gary, let's hear a taste. Of okay. It. Let's hear a taste of it. What is it? Oh, oh this Jay one. Giles, yeah. I think. I thought you had it queued up. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I thought it was just going to be... Love oh, no. <laughs> so that, that's, that's his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> He's like these comics that can't find love. <laughs> or, yeah, just... Yeah, she better watch out because um, there's waitresses that like me. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, anyway. there's, wait- there's waitresses that smoke like chimneys and have eight kids at home. So she better watch out. Yeah. Be, okay. Beware. Uh, would you mind if I kick things off? No. It's your topic, man. This Cheer- is one- Derek, Gary? Yes. I'm going to quote Pardo. It's your day. Thank you very much. This is one of those crazy-ass songs from the 70s that we take for granted. I don't know if Matt's ever heard this, but uh, a lot of people might not know it's a cover, but if you go to America and play it from about uh, 32... Uh, is it the band America? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little story about uh, love amongst the rodents. That, uh, it's easy <sighs> Now, see the version the the version I was familiar with growing up was uh, Captain and Tennille. Sure, but both of those are remakes. Uh, they did not write that song. Oh, is that a fact? Who's, who's the, the original? Uh, Willis Allen Ramsey. Oh, uh, wrote about, the song. How about that? And it was on his uh, so his only album called uh, Willis <laughs> Allen Ramsey. Wow. So uh, are you sure that wasn't just he was pitching a movie to Disney? <laughs> like, All right, we're in the barn. We got these muskrats. <laughs> they love each other. But that was present. That was a normal song. That yeah. was yeah. That was out there. That no was like that. That. that's no on the radio. That, that yeah. played right along uh, twice. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. versions. Yeah. Yep, and no one caught no it. One no said. one said a thing about it. Uh, well, point of order: uh, <laughs> muskrats. Come on. <laughs> uh, but that's what love means to me. How about you? <laughs> I went. Uh, I went really old school. I'm going. I'm going to go back to 1956. Mm. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Oh, sure. Yeah, this is terrific. Totally gay. Yeah. <laughs> gay birds. <laughs> birds are so gay. <laughs> that 
that might be one of the greatest songs it of all time. It just sounds great. <laughs> so it great. sounds great. Voice like a bird. Yeah. Uh, kind of the Bieber of his time, Frankie Lyman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had, what did he have, like nine or ten wives or something? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think some craziness. Right. Didn't they, they made a, a movie, yeah. right? A few I years ago? might have. Yeah. yeah late, I think late it's called Why Do Fools Fall in Love? <laughs> some sister wives. <laughs> and it's like, uh, isn't like Beyonce in it or something? It's like it's some pop stars are in it. Right, right. Who is it? Maybe. I, I got to look it up. The not, guy, not Mary J. Blige. You wouldn't mess around on her. No. No, she would. <laughs> she would kill you. She would kill you. Oh, he died at age 25. Yeah. Well, he lived, but he lived several lives. He did. <laughs> That's why he had to pack it in. <laughs> he was a boy soprano. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, here we go. 1998 film, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? It was with, uh, it was with uh, Lorenz Tate. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, yeah, Halle Berry, Vivica A. Fox. Oh, yes. Uh, or as I like to call her, Vivica a fox <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you can find that on on uh, shit fl- shit flicks <laughs> what's it called shit Netflix flicks. we are calling it shit flicks because there's so much crap on there I thought you meant there's like a separate site there's a separate site <laughs> just for shit yeah that's Netflix. where you'll find your uh, another 48 hours <laughs> and um <laughs> Percy, uh, Percy the sequel to Percy's over mm-hmm. there think like a man yep. this just came out on <laughs> <Yep>. shit flicks <laughs> Juana Man is on there yeah. <laughs> Why am I going all black films? That's horrible. I know, that's terrible. It's because really nice. we don't see those movies. Because yeah. uh, we have the problem. Tyler Perry's all his who works right. He's got his own section. Uh, that's our problem. It's not their problem, folks. No, I, I used to, you know, I, I went to all those movies. Four Brothers. I think that's one of them. Let me tell you something. Or is that the one about Friday the Tigers? <laughs> Let me tell you. When I was a kid, I, I loved, I had... The only albums I owned were Jackson Five albums. Sure. I, I wanted a, I wanted the Black GI Joe for Christmas and got it. I had a Willie Tyler and Lester nice. doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, like everything. I had a Freddie. So why are you? I so had a Freddie. Now. Now. <laughs> I had a Freddie Boom Boom Washington rug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yes, at the bottom of my bunk bed ladder. I'm not kidding. It was Do you crazy. Still have that because that's probably no. Weird. I wish <laughs> I had it. Like, I, I, I've never. Like, I can't believe that they made a rug. I tried of- to. I tried. They they made them of all the characters. I tried to find it like a picture of it on Google. I couldn't find it was That's crazy. the weirdest wow. thing but uh, I know fantastic well we went all the way from <laughs> Frankie Lyman to <laughs> Boom Boom Washington Boom Boom well yeah, all the iconic uh, African American figures mm-hmm. of our time he's yeah. the well, I guess Travolta, but he's the last sweat hog standing where he's yeah. down to him at Travolta. I know. Who's going to blink? Uh, my friend Chip Chinnery just did a, uh, a Viagra commercial with Freddie Boom Boom oh, Washington. Right? What's, the, what's the actor's name? Uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. That's okay. right. Very good, Gary. Yeah. Gary, you're up. What's in your <laughs> What's in your love gun, Gary? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. But this is uh, this is a great band from San Diego. They're not a great band, but this was like a they like they like caught fire about uh, six or seven years ago with this uh, great song, and it's kind of like a modern day. California girls, where okay. he kind of runs down like all the different kind of girls he wants to get with. And if if you could uh, play Louis the Fourteenth for about a minute and three, yeah. and uh, it, this is a track called "Finding Out True Love Is Blind." So it was in that like span of time when like the White Stripes and yes. uh, what were those guys from Sweden? Oh, uh, the Hives. The Hives. Yeah. Everyone was sounding like this, and it was awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's, let's let it get back to the nasty part. Yeah. 
Yeah, enough of this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rock. <laughs> but I like that this is in there, though. So that yeah, the girls yeah, it's a little mix-up. Kind of brings the girls I in. I forgot about this part. It's a great album. This whole album is good. Anyway, Louis the Fourteenth. If I was, uh, that's Louis the Fourteenth. But if I was going to choose a, a band, would it be which band should I start with? The Hives, the Vines, or the Strokes? Who would you say? Oh, the I, Strokes. The Strokes and Gary for sure. But uh, the high, the Hives are next. The okay. Vines. I'm, I was, I was proud of America saying no to the. Vines. <laughs> okay, good. They good. were ramming. Them down to, I throat. want to get into some yeah. Strokes, man. <laughs> I feel like yeah. the Hives are just kind of one note. Like that was a little, a little bit, bit, but, honest, but I like. I think I the like, Strokes are. They had a good second act. Yes, for sure. And, but I, I like I like the hides. I like that guy's attitude and everything, and the suits and everything. Yeah. But, anyway. but that that Louis the Fourteenth that was uh, just start to finish. I was into that whole oh, really? album. I always thought that it would be cool. That you know there was a song. They have a song on that album called Louis the Fourteenth. Okay. Think. And uh, I always thought it'd be cool if, if Louis C.K. came out to that oh. song like for one of his uh, nice. concert films. Suggest cool. that. Nah. <laughs> the uh, the next artist I'm going to play. I have a bunch of these artists where I like them, and then I'll have one friend that likes that <laughs> artist too. So then that's the only person I can talk about with that artist. And the love that I share with uh, the 40 year old boy Mike Schmidt over Rick Springfield is crazy. <laughs> like we can like he'll go. Rick's got a new album coming. I know we got to go. I mean, so we're like uh, girls, and in concert, Rick Springfield he'll get a he'll get a bouquet of roses. I don't know. He, he thought this up, I think. He'll strum the guitar with the roses, wow. and the pedals go flying, and it's just awesome. That's some stagecraft. And, uh, I like it. It's crazy. I thought you meant Mike would get the roses. Nah. <laughs> Mike and I will <laughs> buy. Well, actually, what we do is we buy roses, and we walk down to the front of the stage, and we present them. Yeah, and to, then he uh, plays the guitar with them. he plays the guitar with them. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, and he says, get these nerds out of here. <laughs> um, and that's actually the signal uh, to security to come get us. Yeah. But uh, this is a song called Love Somebody. Uh, from the soundtrack to Rick's uh, screen debut on the big screen, Hard to Hold, which was not good. But uh, this <laughs> song, I, I love Rick Springfield 80s pop song, so this is Love Somebody. Totally forgot I about love, that song. I love, so and, did I, and it's great. I know. Not bad at all. And I got to tell you, on October 9th, uh, Rick Springfield has a new album coming out. Don't care. It's called, <laughs> wait a minute, it's called Songs for the End of the World, and I think what, what that means is, is if any of those songs become hits, yeah. it will be the end of the world. <laughs> it'll be the end of, it'll be the end of days. In, just before the Mayan calendar ends, uh, he's, he's hitting that. I know, he's hit, and uh, also it'll, it'll come in four different covers, oh, so uh, got to get them all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that is crazy how he can, like I feel like Jesse's Girl does the same thing where he hits a, an emotion yeah. that just is uniquely 80s and unique I don't know it just like evokes something really uh, really powerful last year for the pod part oh god I'm sorry, podcast-a-thon I tried to get Rick Springfield because he lives in he lives right out in Westlake Village mm -hmm. and uh Part of was like, really? I mean, that I go, dude. If Rick Springfield comes out and sings an acoustic version of Jesse's Girl, no one won't go crazy. And he was right. like, 
But okay, maybe you're right. Uh, and totally. then, we did, then we didn't get them. And the, okay. yeah, it's, it is a yet another in a, in a pattern of Jimmy and I trying to protect you from having your feelings hurt. <laughs> I don't have my feelings hurt though. My feelings are not hurt. Yourself out there, man. Play something, Gary. <laughs> At least you throw it out there. This is probably the only time in history that these two artists will have been played back to back. Uh oh. But uh, <laughs> this is, uh, every uh, this uh, the uh, one of the cornerstones of every hipster record collection is Captain Beefheart. And I'm not going to act like I sit around listening to the Trout Mask replica or anything like that, but the guy can name a song in an album. And uh, from the album uh, Lick My Decals Off, Baby, uh, from about 49 seconds, Matt, we're going to hear a song called I Love You, You Big Dummy. A lot of people don't know Don Van Vliet, uh, very influenced by Red Fox. And his very nice brand of the blues. Did you? Uh, he was released many party albums, didn't he? Can't he <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. Gary, in your list, I don't want to tip the hat, but by yeah. asking this question, I'm tipping the hat. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Beatles songs on your list today? No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, and that's funny because the first when Suju told me this mm-hmm. topic, I immediately thought the Beatles because they have so "Love sure. Me Do," sure. "Can't Buy Me Love," and "I Love Her." You've got to hide your love away. All you need uh, is love. All you need is love. Which I, I would say is the quintessential Eleanor the, Love B. Kind of like <laughs> Eleanor Love B. Yeah, it is. I agree with you. you, you can't, all you like, need is you love. You can't get a more love song than All You Need it, Is Love. It starts out with the word repeated constantly. Mm. Love, yeah. love, love. And then also just because it represents so it's, it's so central to what they stood for and what right. you know, what John Lennon and yeah. Yoko Ono were trying to do. And so it's it's really like wow. Okay, no one's ever going to make a love song like that. Again. No, and not, so let's no. hear some Lover Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so so close. What? Why even so, play it? So close, Gary. <laughs> yeah, okay, no. So close. We are going to go to what I always like to term uh, prog rock bullshit. Nice. <laughs> and this is from, uh, uh, what was the big Yes album, the big comeback in the 80s? I always, I always want to call it. 90210? Nine, no, 90215? 91250 So this was their follow-up. Big, oh. big generator. Oh, right, right. And this is a song that I love this song. This is called Love Will Find a Way. Had to get to that part. Sorry for the long clip. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 one of the lyrics in there is, I eat at Shea New. <laughs> well, okay. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, throwing a little plug out there for his favorite restaurant. <laughs> I think he means, Shea New means at your house. In oh, France. you know so what I think like, it means? He's going down. He's going say, down. Yeah. Downstairs. Down. Shea New. wonder what that translates to. Table but, for one. Pussy. <laughs> but I, he's going to uh, take his big generator and put it in your Shea New. <laughs> Once again, Pat Francis. Yeah. Dragging. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. It means our house. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Dragging from the wreckage of yes. uh, music history, dragging a victim and bringing it back to life. <laughs> not even, I mean, look, not I haven't even, even thought of that song. And I know, that's, that's like, there's a there's a video. Look it up. Post it. Love will find a way. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's weird. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah. Speed of moldy oldies. You know, happy uh, about it too. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, here's a, here's some educational for you kids. Uh, you're familiar with the uh, Cheech and Chong basketball Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you aware that that was based on a hit at the time no. called Love Jones by a band no. called Brighter Shade of Darkness, or Brighter Side of Darkness? I wish there was some way that we could hear that. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of that from uh, about a minute and 20 in, and you'll hear the similarities right away from Love Jones. What is a love, Jones? Shucks, down. It's when you love someone mm-hmm. very, very much, and you just can't seem to get yourself yeah. together. That's what I assumed it was. That person's <laughs> drunk. <laughs> like last Friday, when Mr. Russell was giving us the test. Here he talks about failing his test because of his love, Jones, but later on he talks about it. It's, like, it's just like when you love, you like love so much, it's like you're a junkie. And if yeah. someone ripped you off from me, I wouldn't be responsible for what I did. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's like that Chris Brown. So there you go, kids. That, that uh, thing you don't remember, it's based on something you never heard of. <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> That's what we bring him here. This Wait, is, what was the teaching song? Uh, ba- basketball, basketball Jones. Jones. You would love Basketball oh, yeah. Jones. And this is so weird that you brought this up today, yeah. Gary, because... Do you remember Cheech and Chong's Sister Mary Elephant? Sure. This next song is not at all related to that. <laughs> this is um, this is Carol King from Tapestry. Uh, after the uh, after to get the bad taste of a uh, big generator out of our mouths, and uh, we're gonna listen to uh, "Will You Love Me Tomorrow." Oh, neat. about one night stands no i don't know what <laughs> so that that was a song that she wrote for the shirelles or something right and she uh, she did a, a, a slowed, slow, it slowed it down and Flicked made it, it her own made it yeah up. i love it nice. shirelles version is amazing very but i wanted to give carol king props and she wrote it very nice carol king uh next i have a scottish band that uh, one of the great band names of all time that's also kind of a public service announcement it's uh they're called dogs die in hot cars <laughs> <laughs> and the song is called. Again, this is one. This is where Gary. I, I, if I googled, it's like Gary googles a bunch of words, <laughs> and then a band comes up. You're gonna love this song. It's a. Uh, you just played from the beginning. It's uh, I love you because I have to. Okay. I'm Roxanne. I like it. Green in my eyes, facing so much compassion. I could have changed, but too much suffering inside. So now I'm sad and done. And now I spend most of my time playing computer games And wishing I was loving like most of my friends Oh, I'm so ashamed Not too shabby, huh? 
Well, don't get too excited for new dogs die in hot car albums because they 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 all die in the hot <laughs> they car. They all die in the hot car. Oh, but according oh. to their Wikipedia page, but they have a spinoff group called Crack the Window. <laughs> <laughs> Crack the Window, stupid. Uh, according to their wiki page, Lee Worrell, bass player, is now manager of the famous Glasgow venue King Tut's Wawa Hut. Oh well, great. So, so if you want to get your CD Glasgow, signed, yeah, head over there. Stop there, stop in over there. Uh, is the whole album good or just that song? It's cool. You know, it's all right. The that album, wasn't good. Cool is not good. <laughs> the album is called Please Describe Yourself. Okay. That's a pretty good title. And that's their only release? Um, I think so. Again, how does he find that? Yeah. <laughs> they only have one album. It's not like, uh, it's not like, this is from their first album and they have a catalog of, you know, eight albums. It's like, they got one album and I found this song and I, I heard it. it on the radio. I, I blame Morning Becomes Eclectic. Are you <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably the and Gary, source and, of all And the, the listeners are no longer going to let Gary say, uh, this was a hit? This was a hit. No, they, they're, <laughs> they they're on to his, uh, they're on to his BS with that. Yes. Um, let's go with uh, a song from uh, uh, a guy who is uh, not the greatest voice. <laughs> doesn't have the greatest voice. And I'm I, listening. I think you'll agree, Gary. And Gary, I think you like this guy. Okay. Uh, this is from his uh, debut solo album after leaving the Velvet Underground. Oh. This is Lou Reed. And this song, I was between, it was either between Satellite of Love, mm. but I took this one. This is called I Love You. Oh. When I think of all the things I've done that it's only just begun Those smiling faces You know I just can't forget them But I love you That's good. That's all we need. Nice. Is that is Transformers first? Uh... Uh, this is on a, this is off a self-titled album okay, called Lou Reed. Okay, of course, of course. So it's got a real weird album cover. Nice. Yeah, some good stuff. That Transformers album, that's more than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> it starts as an album. Is the new Transformer movie, are they going to call it Trans and then the number four? Hell yeah, they are. Oh, Mers, they, they got I, to. I Kyle's Kyle says that. no. Kyle's here again. Have you been on that? Uh, I went to Universal a couple weeks ago with Zoe, and uh, I went on that Transformers ride. How is Not it? Not with Zoe. How is <laughs> it's it? It's awesome. Okay, it is it is one awesome. of those? Um, w- w- tell me about the ride. Okay, it's basically. Is it like the Simpsons where you just sit no, there? No, it's it not. Moves. Uh, it, 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 you're in a motion simulator okay. car, but the car goes around on a little journey. And it sort of stops in front of different 3D screens okay. and shit happens in your face and the car moves around. And, and then you're you're being plummeted and, you know, flung around. You go through, I think, a robot's anus at one point. That's what it looked like, <laughs> at least. It, like, seriously, it's like this crazy, um, like, you know, the disposal in your sink, but, like, uh, the size of a building and you go through it somehow. You don't go through Megan Fox's anus <laughs> in this ride? <laughs> no, that's, a, that's at the Vivid. Uh, okay. Uh, vivid Park. Vivid uh, Entertainment Park. Yeah. How does that not happen? <laughs> it's right across the street from Universal. I know it is. Yeah. I used to work in that building. It used to be the Promark building. Yeah. Sure. It couldn't have been the vivid building when I worked there. <laughs> Who would you have ridden up in the elevator with? That would have been great. Wow. Hey, Chesty Malone. Um, <laughs> a lot of yeah, it's super good. The 3D is super good. The motion is really so, good. I don't like heights, so is it going to give me the illusion that I'm really high? Yes. In the, oh, uh, there was one part where you fall off a building. Oh, and no. It's pretty oh, crazy. Because no. I was even... You've ridden The Simpsons? Yeah. Even on that one, even though it's animated, that gives you the sense of that you're falling. Yeah. But for some reason, I could get my mind around that a little more. Right. Preston has a nervous breakdown on Small World. Will he be scared? <laughs> Did, uh, who'd you ride it with? Yourself? Yeah. You know, it's an awesome pro tip for uh, you uh, park hoppers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, <laughs> you have a website, right? Awesome pro tip. <laughs> if you are at a park, uh, there is, at least for that ride, if you're a single rider, because like 
Zoe can't go on that ride. No. And, and Elise didn't really care. She was like, do you want to go on a bike? I was like, yeah, sure. So I went totally expecting to have to wait like, you know, 25 minutes or whatever. Right. If you're a single occupant, whatever, you can just go right to the front of the line. I, I, I seriously was in and out in like seven minutes. Well, how do you and your wife not go Paced to the park them. together, but then pretend you don't know each other so you can get right <laughs> on these rides? That's what I said. If you don't care, like why, if you're there with friends, just go one at a time. Yeah. You don't, unless you really care about sitting next to your friend while right. you're doing it. It's because uh, you wouldn't be in the same car. Kind of worried though if I rode that by myself, if the people in my car would want me to be hanging on them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a little. Sir, please don't hold my hands so tight. If you're crying, sir. I don't know you. By the way, if you don't, if if you don't like getting wet, don't go to Universal Studios at all because every <laughs> single ride has an element where they're like, and then there's water in your face. No way. And then you can purchase a towel. <laughs> a universal towel. Total. If you like getting wet, go to Vivid Entertainment. <laughs> Back uh, to love. Gary's up. Uh, we took it to sex for a while. Speaking no, of porn. Uh, this is a song called The Inside of Love by uh, just a great overlooked album from uh, about 2000 um, uh, by a band called Not A Surf that we played uh, once before but we haven't heard this song before uh, from about 43 seconds I think this was a hit maybe it could have been let's hear this might have been a hit should have been he's making fun of you (laughs) making out with like a like a reinvention and a comeback for them because they started out as kind of like a Weezer knockoff mm-hmm. in the late 90s and what's great about this this album is um, if you ever do like a three hole punch or a hole puncher and like one of the greatest jobs at the office is like emptying that because it's like wee <laughs> party time but it's like a bunch of those things are on there and yeah and so color. that's cool makes me feel that that was I know you're making fun of him but that was a hit I remember hearing really that. yeah well. I, remember, I remember hearing that on the radio <laughs> now who's laughing yeah who's crying now yes journey <laughs> um <laughs> On Rock Solid. <laughs> this is, uh, I played this band last episode, and I play this band a lot. Son of a bitch. Because to me, this is, uh, this is still for me one of the greatest bands that ever existed. And this is just a big, bombastic song that I love. This is That's Queen. the only kind they make. <laughs> I, it's true. This is Queen, Somebody to Love. Nice. I work every day of my life. I work till I my bones at the end. I'll take that over Bohemian Rhapsody any day of the week. I love that song. And I love the Queen treatment on kind of a more of a mundane prosaic topic rather than like yeah. last time we heard Jesus and it right, right, right. like you know that, that just seemed like Andrew Lloyd Weber but this is just like yep, it elevates loved. and I like how the background vocals the operatic vocals at one point he goes I get down and you just hear they go knees <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical now would you guys be mad I just thought of this this okay. is not happening I haven't heard anything you change it. the topic mid, mid show <laughs> no. yeah you, this isn't working out would you be mad if Sasha Baron Cohen played Freddie oh, Mercury in a, uh, a biopic 
Uh, no. I think that I, might be a good fit. But yeah. what I read about that biopic is that it's only going to cover... It's only going to cover certain times. Oh, so period. they are doing. I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're doing it, but it's only going to cover a certain time period. I don't even think it's going to get up to. I think it's only going to go to '86, and it's going to close out with their last performance at uh, at the Wembley Theater. I don't think it's going to cover the 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 him dying hmm. stuff, That's which odd. I think I know. I think I mean, it's just going to have a crawl at the end, and then Freddie died. I mean, I admire, I think what's so boring about biopics is that they all have the same formula. Well, they do. They, they all, you know exactly the beats, no yeah. matter who it is. So by all means, shake it up a little right. bit, but that is a little weird. And I assume he's going to have to lip sync everything. You know, he's, I yeah. don't think, even if he could sing, he can't sing like that. I'm not saying Sasha Baron Cohen's doing it. I just want to be clear. I just, I just <laughs> no, I think, I think No, I think he would, I think he would be very good. I think he would be very good. It's gonna be it's gonna be Shia LaBeouf. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he gets him in everything. Uh, it's not gonna be Channing Tatum. There's <laughs> a Tatum Channing. I never know how to say that sleepy faced guy's eyes name. It always looks like he's just working. every scene. It always looks like uh, and action. What? What? Oh, Channing. We're gonna start the scene. Okay, take two. It's always a take two with that guy because he's asleep. <sighs> Gary, you're up. As long as we're talking about movies, this is um, I, I I pulled the scene from one of the funniest movies of the last decade or so. And don't uh, do not say Jack and Jill. No, it wasn't Jack and Jill. But it, uh, and it it it, uh, it talks about the first album I ever owned when I was at the I was at the store and I was gonna I, okay I was you know everything was all clear to get an album. I'd heard so much about these Sex Pistols. Okay. But at the other time, my friend had Kiss Love Gun, and it comes with a little paper love gun. My, oh, I got to go love gun. I tipped this song. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. So do you want to hear uh, uh, the little uh, clip from Ro- uh, Role Models? Where he's- yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear that. That is a great oh, movie. Um, could you, Have you could- seen that, Matt? Yeah. Uh, Matt, could you start You've this role models? At a 20 seconds in, Matt. Rock solid approved role models. You created this clip, and I still have to queue it up. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I want you to feel included. Guys on Insanity. Who are these clowns? Kiss? You don't know who Kiss is? No. Never heard of them. They look like idiots to me. No, 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 dude. These are four of the smartest guys who ever lived. They're these Jewish guys that grew up in New York, and they put on guitars and makeup to get girls, and all their songs are about fucking. I'm listening. Seriously, this song is called Love Gun, and it's about Paul Stanley's dick, and how this girl's going to get some of his dick. <laughs> I don't know Jews could sing like that. No, no, they couldn't at the time. That's why they had to dress like clowns. <laughs> this got them girls? Get this. They've been getting pussy nonstop for 30 years. <laughs> They're probably fucking right now. They're old dudes. They put makeup on and it's all good. No shit. You pull the trigger of mine. Love gun. See, Ronnie, his dick is the gun. <laughs> Do you get it, Pat? And I always forget that actor's name. Sean William Scott? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Stifler. That guy's funny. He cracks me He up. is funny. This is going to sound weird after hearing that clip, but that's the first movie I ever took Zoe to. What? Oh, that's cool. It's true. Wouldn't let, her ride, that trans- wouldn't let her ride that transport. Oh, because it was she, a daddy and me? She was like three or four months old. She slept through the whole thing, but I was like, I got to see a movie. Got to see that. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Pat? Um, I've got, uh, I've got one, of the, one, of my man, one of my guys, one of my dudes. I got uh, from his second album, Field Day. This is Marshall Crenshaw with For Her Love. Ooh. 
So uh, that was produced by Steve Lillywhite. Nice. And I got a quick story. I don't know if I've told this story before. I might have, but uh, a listener, uh, Scott Phillips, who's a big fan of Marshall Crenshaw, as I am, mm-hmm. um, I got Marshall Crenshaw's autograph this past year, and a couple weeks later, Scott was going to be seeing him. Right. So uh, he was able to get his autograph, too. But what he told me was, he goes, uh, he had the field day album, the vinyl. He said, and about 10 other people had that same exact album. He goes, so I'm waiting in line, and I get up there, I'm first, and uh, as Marshall's signing it, uh, Scott says to him, uh, you're going to get sick of looking at this album uh, by the end of the night. And Marshall Crenshaw said, I'm sick of it already. Ooh, <laughs> ouch. Oh, man. It just cracked me up. Well, he's he's making fun of himself. I know. <laughs> I'm, sick of, I'm sick of it already. I love I love that you carry the banner for Marshall Crenshaw because, you know, he just all he does is write great songs and work hard. And, uh, and no one cares. He just keeps <laughs> getting bumped by show business. Like, oh, we ran a little long, Marshall. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be your two. Stay, stay ready. Stay ready. We're going to. I know. We're going to call on you. Uh, someday. Uh, here's a group that emerged from that. Uh, Berkeley late 80s early 90s punk scene that gave us uh, Green Day but uh, they didn't they didn't quite uh, catch on as big as them but uh, from the provocatively titled album Milk Milk Lemonade <laughs> we have uh, uh, a, a group called the Mr. T Experience from about 21 seconds Matt uh, this is a song called I Love You But You're Standing On My Foot now I seen it all <laughs> and they kicked me out of the Sounds like something Todd would have written for Utopia. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, That's funny. This actually happened to me the other day. Uh, I came up behind uh, Pilar to give her a nice, uh, like, lovey-dovey hug from behind and uh, put my big, uh, clunky running shoe right down on her uh, bare pinky toe. Oh, ouch. And she's like, ah, come on. You lummox. (laughs) What's the matter with you? Get out of here. Dummy. Uh, so it's so it's something it's relatable is what you're saying. Yeah, it's relatable. So there you go. I got to introduce that to Zoe because she's always stepping on my feet. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. She wants isn't to it? do the robot walk or whatever. <laughs> oh, that is fun though. Tell her about uh, does does uh, she know about Toes Day? <laughs> well, what day it is? No. Tell her about her on a That reminds me. Oh my god, I forgot you about had, this. You had something to promote? Uh, no, I just thought that. This is something I want to start, and I haven't even talked to you guys, but I'm just going to drop this on you now. Okay. I think we should have a rock-solid hotline. Ooh, rock-solid hotline. So fans can call in and and suggest uh, show ideas, uh, maybe request songs, or just... I love talk, it. say whatever. Uh, Should we do an all-request show? People ooh. call in and say, play, this is one of my favorite bands and no one knows them and you really need to play this song. That's not a bad idea. And then if you want to um, get outside the box a little, you can just call in and sort of sing a little song like that maybe you were inspired to sing um, by the show. Like, like this is something that Zoe wanted to share with you oh, guys. okay, here we go. Gary's already heard this. That's great. Okay. And that lasted for like two hours? Like, <laughs> that lasted first, what is she saying? What's the first thing she's saying? Well, the song, as we know from the show, from uh-huh. Gary playing it, is uh, Brimful of Asha on the 45. Okay. 
but she's saying a fin flash on the board. <laughs> I like it that she's got a weird owl quality to her. <laughs> she, uh, she writes these, rewrites these lyrics. Yeah, um, I should have said this when you played it. I forgot. Uh, Forty-five is her favorite number for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> she just decided she loves saying it. Anytime you say anything to her, she's like forty-five. That's the, that secretly she knows that's the age that her dad's going to die. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and and it, that will be the method too. She will <laughs> shoot me with a forty-five. <laughs> or she'll just sing that song until you take your own life. So anyway, she was. She always is. She's okay. always saying forty-five, and then I was like, you know, there's a song <laughs> called. Oh. And so I played it, and she was like, at first she hated it for some reason, and then she decided she loved it. There's an Elvis Costello song called Forty-Five, also. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. I should play that. Pretty for cool. Her. Yeah. It, it's, anyway, uh, it's lyric appropriate too. So when we get that together, you guys will give you a phone number. You can call in and uh, and sing songs and do stupid stuff that we'll play on the air. Cool. I love it. Yeah, we'll let you know when that number pops off. I want to. Uh, I want to flip my next two. I want to play the uh, the uh, the slithering ones first. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is um, this is a song called uh, originally from 1989. It is a big bombastic power ballad of a song called "The Deeper the Love" uh, by a band called Whitesnake. Oh. But I'm going to play a version uh, that totally strips that uh, bombacity. Is that a word? Out of it. And this is a. Uh, This is from an album called Starkers in Tokyo, which means naked in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And this is called The Deeper the Love. Hmm. By Captain Tineo. Everything I've done, I know you must have cried a river of tears. You were there, but I was feeling low to walk me through my darkest fears. So when the sun goes down And those nights are growing colder I will be there Looking over your shoulder And the deeper the love The stronger the emotion could use a little bombast, honestly. <laughs> Hang in there. Deeper the devotion. Mm-hmm. I love it. That was recorded. Uh, that was recorded just for like uh, at EMI Studios for like like two hundred people. It was just him huh. and Adrian Vandenberg on guitar. And uh, and they did a bunch of uh, hits, and uh, I, I love that stripped down. Yeah, it's easy to forget that fool's got a great voice. Yeah, he does, he he does, does. have a nice voice, and <laughs> you know when he's not yelling around and having chicks dance on his car. <laughs> very tan, very tan guy. Yes, he's very tan. Yeah. Still got all that hair too. Wears a suit, dresses up. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I. Uh, he's I, a gentleman. I was about to say <laughs> he's an English gentleman. I see. He's not coming out here with the, the ripped jeans and stuff. He'll put a suit and a tie on and come out there and belt it out. Does he wear a bespoke suit? Uh, yeah. You know what? That's a. I, I've never heard that term in my life. What is that? And it's come up a half a dozen times in the last week. A bespoke. It just means like tailored suit. But it's like, probably does. Okay. Absolutely. His body demands it. 
Build your vocabulary and your word power with rock it's solid. That, it, it's in that weird song that I don't know who it even is, but there's that song of some British girl singing and then some guy rapping. Oh, really? Uh, you know, oh, I thought maybe that oh, wait, was one no, that doesn't. I think Kanye like works it in on something, too. Uh, well, probably. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I could see him doing that. But no, what is the song? I'll look it up while you guys talk. Uh, so uh, here's some British people who are not tan. This is, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a group that never really quite caught on in the States in the 80s, Uh-oh. but they were, uh, they were uh, great, like kind of, they had that skiffle sound. That you know, stand up snare and mm-hmm. like acoustic instruments, and they were called the Wooden Tops. And from about uh, fifty-five seconds, Matt, let's hear, uh, let's hear the big showstopper love affair with everyday living. It's not a real band. <laughs> it's true, the Wooden Tops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that used to be a party when when the wooden tops would would uh, come to town. That was skiffle. A, that was a good time. Yeah, skiffle. I think I don't like any music that begins with an S and a K. I don't like ska. I don't like skiffle. Really? No, that's okay. No, I'm kidding. You don't like skunk rock? <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't. I don't like Jeff Skunk Baxter either. Oh, Guy no. sits down when he plays his guitar. That's no. That's not a fun show for anyone. I was trying to think of Estelle's American Boy. Uh, oh, I've right. Heard that song. Are they skiffle? Nope. <laughs> no? What made you think of that? Because he's the guy says bespoke in that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it. Uh, Rolo McGinty. That's the lead singer of the Wooden Tops, if you're wondering. Rolo McGinty. Yeah. Doesn't he play with uh, that, the Yerbus Bird? <laughs> the Yerbus Bird. Yerbus. <laughs> that was the last show. Uh, oh, and I also want to give a plug to, um, from a Mr. T Experience, uh, uh, Dr. Frank Portman, the lead singer. He has this great uh, like young adult book called King Dork. That's good reading. If you're uh, he's, uh, he's also my wife's OBGYN. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. I love you, but you're standing on my cervix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this is, uh, I'm going to play another lady right now. This is uh, from her 2008 album, Detours. This is when Sheryl Crow embraced the sound of her uh, debut album, and this is called Love is Free. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's like a great that. album. Detours is great. It uh, the guy who produced her second album, her first album. I mean, they uh, they had a falling out, and then they patched it back up. Oh, was that that Kevin? Uh, yeah, what Kevin was his name? Kevin Eubanks. Kevin Eubanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> he loved everybody. Um, I'll find out his name. <laughs> Gary, go ahead. Uh, who knows more about love, Pat, than French robots? <laughs> That's where I go to. Uh, from 22 Seconds, Matt, let's hear a little bit of the great Daft Punk. Have you played this one before? I know you've played I think it from I did. this album before, I think but I, don't I did, know but uh, I just couldn't resist. Digital Love. <laughs> Matt's roboting. <laughs> Don't stop, come a little closer As we jam, the rhythm gets stronger There's nothing wrong, just 
so awesome. Now, they just wear helmets in concert, right? But right, are they, yeah. Are they singing live? Like, do they have microphones inside the helmets? I don't or what, know. What? Maybe they pretend. It's hard are, to are those? Is that even them singing, or what do I they do? Know. I don't know what they do. What I don't do they understand do? what's going on. Tell us what they do. <laughs> I don't know. Did you say you won't stand for it? That's what it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> no. I'll just, stand for it. I'll stand for it. It's fine. I mean, they don't do shows in theaters. I have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that Cheryl Crow song was produced by Bill Buttrell, and he did her oh, first album. So. Buddy boy. Yeah, they got was he part of the together. Tuesday Night Music Club? Yes, he was, and that's why they had a big falling out. <laughs> yeah, they all thought that she kind of... They all said, oh, she stole all our songs and didn't give us credit and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's why her second album is called Just Cheryl Crow, and it's self-produced. And, and it's, it's, fucking, it's good. <laughs> it, no, it's be- oh, no, it's better. Uh, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Truth be told, he, she tried to move it to Wednesday night. <laughs> she couldn't make it. That was the source of it. I wonder which Melrose plays. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Cheryl Crow self-titled album is, uh, is amazing. <laughs> I don't know who I was even... Is that the producer or is that Cheryl? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> Some troublemaker. <laughs> oh, for love. What's going on, man? Okay. Whose know. turn is it? I think it's, it's my turn. turn. It's, it's my turn. I, this is my last one. I'm going to close. I'm not going to close. Oh, I'm not this is clo- another good one. You started with one of the best, and you're ending with one of the best. Right, that's what I'm trying to you're do. You're closing out, man. I'm out. I'm out. I'm closing it out. Yeah. Okay. Look, this has been a love fest. <laughs> There's been no anti-Amy Man talk this episode. <laughs> Everyone's on board with uh, good times and good fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is uh, let my love open the door. Sure. Thank you, Matt and Gary. Thanks, Pat. Oh, is this it? <laughs> do you have a playout song? I do. Okay, it's well, not it then. Well, you're digging that. I'll, I'll tell you my uh, when I saw I saw Rilo Kiley at the Wiltern seven or eight years ago, and they tell us a little bit about who's in that band. That's uh, Jenny Lewis, and uh, I know. And they did uh, <laughs> they did this, uh, "Let My Love Open the Door" the encore with special guest Debbie Gibson. Whoa! Very exciting. Wait, I think you you accidentally said Debbie Gibson. You meant to say Pete Townsend. No, no, no. It's Debbie Gibson. Okay. You mean then Pete Townsend came in. <laughs> yeah. Was that your playout? <laughs> it was one of them. <laughs> All right, that's. I'm glad you had that queued up, but I don't want to. I don't want to force Debbie on you. You didn't want to play it, but no, I, that, was, that was one of my. That was one of the six I grabbed. It just just glancing at my iTunes. I know what another one was. Oh yeah, of love, genius but, of love. Yeah. But uh, but uh, but uh, tell us what they're. But this is what this is, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Rock solid show. Rock solid show on Twitter. Tell Ro- Rock solid podcast on Facebook. Um, this is a song that got me into this band. That's one of my favorite bands, and uh, probably got a lot of people into them because it was a hit. And um, I think I read somewhere once that someone said this really perfectly. It's like this song distills. 50 years of rock music into about a minute and 50 seconds. So, Great. White snake. Uh, <laughs> close. White stripes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Fell in love with a girl. Snake stripes. I almost played this. I'm in love with a girl. I'm in love with a girl. I'm in love with a girl. 